All right. Good morning, everybody, and welcome again to another episode of uh, How to Become a Digital Nomad. I am your host, uh, Rahim, and uh, today we have a very interesting uh, uh, interview with uh, one of my friends uh, here on the island, and uh, his name is Sean. And uh, welcome, Sean, and, uh, and thank you very much for taking the time to, to give us... Uh, the opportunity to pick your brain basically on how you're doing what you're doing. Thanks, Rahim. Um, pleasure to be on the podcast and hello to everyone. I hope you enjoy what we do today. You can take some golden nuggets for your, your future going forward. Perfect. So Sean, tell me a little bit about yourself. First of all, who are you? What are you doing? Uh, just give me like a little bit of intro. how are you spending your days? That kind of stuff. No, no problem. I'll, I'll give you the short story of the long, so I don't want to uh, make people fall asleep. <laughs> um, so my name's Sean, originally from South Africa, um, moved to London 13 years ago and got to a point where really I was over the nine to five and tired of hearing these lovely traveling stories and seeing people travel around the world. Um, so probably it's about six or seven years ago, I experienced my first um, golden nugget brain moment where I actually went to a Tony Robbins seminar but that was funny enough was given to me for free from a friend of mine so if if you believe in omens and things happen for a reason this is one of them um, so I was probably like most people that will be listening to this call did a nine to five went home did the same thing religiously Mm-hmm. Um, I went to that seminar and it kind of opened up my eyes to a very different way of life of how you can live. So very much what you are trying to teach to the rest of the world, Rahim, that you can actually be in other places and earn an income. So it's been about a five-year project. Um, and now I've been traveling since November, December last year. I was in South Africa for five and a half months. I'll be in Bali for seven months. And on average, I travel probably half the year. Um, what allows me to do that is pretty much changing the mindset um, of a nine to five um, in, in, in an easy way to explain it. Um, when you travel and you Rahim will be able to, to tell you this, you kind of meet people and you know, you meet people around the world and they tell you these stories. And when you're working that corporate nine to five, you always think, how do you do that? That's impossible. You're a dreamer. That can't happen. You're lucky. All those words kind of pop into most vocabs when I speak to people. And one thing I've learned over the last five to six years while I've changed my mindset and um, things I've done is nothing's luck. You know, and if you manifest things hard enough, if you've watched The Secret, you understand what I'm talking about. If you haven't, look at Netflix. It's called The Secret. Um, things will start coming your way. Um, so after my first Tony Robbins seminar, I started doing his books, went to a few other seminars. Um, I actually changed my business from being very corporate to being more of an independent. Um, so I run a real estate business in the UK. Um, it's a hybrid estate agency, which means I can operate globally. Um, I don't have to be on the field. And I leverage a lot of part of my business to other people that gives me the time to allow me to travel. So for me personally, as an individual, I look, as, I look at wealth as in experiences. Hmm. Um, and the money does come. Don't get me wrong. Wealth is money in some people's eyes, and that's fantastic. Um, each to their own. 
but you know, money can buy you a Ferrari one day and you're happy. In a month's time, it's like getting into a Fiat. You don't have that same buzz you had when you drove it off the floor. But if you go, much like us, you go travel for six months, that memory sticks with you for years. Forever, as actually, expensive. Yeah. 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 So in a nutshell, that's kind of what happened. We can, we'll probably go into in a bit more detail during the call, but it's... It's just changing the mindset of what you really want, believe in what you want, um, manifest what you want as in the feeling and the thoughts and think of the outcome. Don't think of the process. And we can go into this a lot more detail and maybe another call and I can give Raheem some things you can maybe post, but um, think of what you want to do in one in five years time. If you want to be sitting on a beach in Bali and having a subtropical life, you can do it. You just have to formalize a plan in order to do it. Um, and Rahim will probably back me up on this. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy. There is lots of work involved and there is lots of things happening. We, we do get a, a much nicer life than the rest of the people. I, I say that, but there is also Thank lots you. of work involved and there is uh, commitment and determination and uh, it's... It's not like, uh, yeah, yeah, we just come and sit on the beach and just chill and and and, uh, and surf and stuff. No, there is uh, there is a lot more to it. There is that, but there is also a lot more to it. Correct. Uh, so you, have to, you have to put something in to get something out. And I think now I've I've had a few conversations with people over my lifetime, and a lot of people have that perception: oh, you just on the beach, you don't do anything. And it's like there's a lot behind the scenes. But much like if I go to what I said earlier. If you've got an outcome that you want out of something, so hypothetically a beach, and you focus on that, what you do to lead up to that point doesn't become a job, but doesn't become a chore. It, it gives you that drive. So while, yes, it is difficult, if you have a, an outcome you want to achieve and it's, a, and it's big enough, you will get it. Um, you know what I mean? If, if we looked at 15 years ago, 20 years ago, I said, I have a mobile phone that I'm talking to someone on. You would say, I'm mad. It happened. We walked on the moon. We've done stuff that is never thought possible. So it's the same as with human nature. Uh, people, if you want something hard enough and you manifest it hard enough and you believe in it and you do the work for it, and you, know, they, you would change your path probably about 150 times. But you always go left, right, left, right, and then you'll find the right path. And then, like I said, things will just start falling into place after a lot of determination and work. And uh, it works out. That's what I'm trying to say with it will happen, but it takes time and effort. Well, I completely agree with you. And um, one of the things I'm, I'm uh, now that I'm developing the, the course that I'm developing, I'm actually uh, kind of reaching the point that I was always thinking, what is the first step to start? What is the first thing to do? And actually, it's it's the mindset. That's uh, it, it's basically deciding on do it. It's like once you decide on something, I think you've you've already done more than 70% of the of the work, right? 100%. It's like, it's like anything in life. What's the hardest thing to do is taking that first step. Think about it. If you're going to go to gym, the hardest thing to do, go to the gym for the first time. And then you make that occurrence and you go and it becomes a, a habit. When it becomes a habit, it becomes easier. But you're 100% right. It's that first step, number one. And then the mindset. Because you know most of us around the world are used to a certain mindset. Something wrong with it. Um, it's just, we are used to that. So if you've been doing that mindset for, I'm 39 for God, 20, when I say 30 years of my life, it took five years for me to get out of that mindset and go, because you're going to have challenges. 
Uh, don't get me wrong. And you, when you have one challenge, you're going to get back up. Your second challenge, you're going to be like, oh, my goodness. And your third challenge, you're going to have people around you going, I told you, that's impossible. You're a dreamer. And da, da, da. Those, those negative comments, unfortunately, will come around you. It's just how the world works. And you have to kind of dust yourself off, off sorry, and mm. keep on going. And, 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 they, they, and they will be saying that uh, because they also don't think it's possible. Because for them, if you have achieved that, then you have actually broke their system as well and belief system. So they don't want that. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of more reassuring for them that you stay with them because like, you know, breaking the, the norm and stuff, it's something big. It's like people don't want to see that. Yeah, and I, I say to people, and it's easier said than done once again, is use failure and fear as a fuel to drive you. And I, and I say that again, use failure and fuel to drive yourself. And it sounds very strange, but have a think about it. How much failure and fear do you have in life? If you can derive that and turn it around into drive, imagine what, what you can do. So when you get those negative comments or those people saying certain things that I wouldn't say they don't believe in you, they probably think they got their, they're thinking about you in the best possible way. Use that and go, okay, you say I can't do it. I will do it. I will. I can, no, not, I, I, maybe. I will do it. I want it. Like There's certain words, abbreviated words that you put into your vocabulary that help you change your mindset. And there's many books you can read. And one of them is Finding Your Why. If you want to mm -hmm. read a really easy book, it's by Gary Keller. Gary Keller, he, he's the main guy at Keller Williams. It's called Finding Your Why. It's a very thin book. It's about 120 pages. It's yellow. Um, and find your why. Find what you want in life. If you can find that why in life, everything else bound. You just suck it in and you know, catapult you even quicker and quicker and quicker because those people go, you're a dreamer. Okay. And people now, like now I've got a charter boat in Indo. I've got various businesses in this. When I told people what I wanted to do five years ago, this is all part of my plan. I wanted to move to Bali. They all said, Sean, that's a great dreams to have, but how are you going to do it? It's impossible. No, I don't know anyone else has done it. Guess what? Five years down the line, I have all those things. Nice. And it's because people around me gave me the fuel. And now, don't get me wrong, those friends that said that come to me and that we are so proud of you. Like you have proved us all wrong. And their mentality, their mindsets have not changed. Where I've got people that were never in close to where I thought my thought pattern is, I was starting to think, going, oh my goodness, it is possible. And mm -hmm. much like you, I want to give that dream and opportunity to as many people as possible because. It is plausible. You, know, you can be a nomad. You can work from around the world. You can do anything you put your mind to it and you manifest it hard enough. Manifest it every morning you wake up, feel it, breathe it, smell it, and you'll be surprised. Certain things will come your way. Certain events will come your way. Certain people you'll meet that you never thought you would. A conversation will be sparking and you'll be like, oh, wow. Ah, that's come our way. Oh, and then you meet another person. You meet another. And that's where those roads change I was talking about earlier. They're always changing. That's that's very very inspiring and and honestly the the vibe and the energy coming from you it's like if I if I was not a digital nomad I would have wanted to become one now after all these uh, things that you're saying but really it's very very inspiring. Um, okay, so so you started you you had like a real estate company and then you switched that to an online business model. That's what you did, huh? 
Yeah, so I moved to London 13 years ago because that's probably where the starting block was. And if anyone's in the UK, they understand you, any any country, but London especially sucks you into London. You become London. Mm -hmm. And how you go out and what you do and the things you do and the things you buy and the stigma that comes behind it. And then one day, it was actually funny enough, in 2009, I went to the Mentawai Islands for my first time and I stayed with a local family. Um, the island was about 80, I think about 80 Ks wide. If you walk around it and there was 15 people on the island. We lived off the land. We lived siphoned water at the, at the ground. Long story short, they would have given me the shirt off their back and they didn't know me from above. So if they fed me, they looked after me. And um, when I left, I gave them all my circles, my clothes. It, it was a very tearful and a very big changing moment in my life because I was very materialistic at one point. Mm-hmm. And I literally moved back to London sold my sports car, sold all my, my watches, my suits. And I sat down one day and I'm like, I want to be like that. You know, I want to, I want to be, I want to put a smile on people's face. And yeah, I did it with business, but in a different, it was more in a monetary value. So at that point, I decided, how can I do it? And I basically changed from being a normal traditional high street agent working for someone else, going in nine to five to being my own boss. The first three years were very, very challenging because Going from an employee to self-employed route, there's a lot of changes. Um, I think probably in my life, I've run nine businesses, sank six. But it's a, part of, no, it's a part of learning. I've done various different avenues, but it's always come back to the same things. And now I'm more of an entrepreneur where I, I dabble in a few things. Like I said, I've got a boat and I've got the real estate business. I bring on estate agents from around the world to a very big brand because I believe in the brand and they do shares and they do very good things for the agents and they've got a good very good back-end system so without me working in the in the state agency world anymore as in transactional value i do transactions with people i bring them on i nurture them i make them better at what they were doing and then i've got agents six months down the line coming to me going sean i'm building this much money and i'm like okay put the money aside how's your life and they're like what do you mean i'm like how's your life at home and like oh, i see my kids I've gone on three holidays. I'm like, how does that make you feel? And they're like, my, my love life is better. My relation, my kids is better. My parents is better. I look at life differently. And then I'm like, now bring the money into it. How do you feel now? I'm like, Sean, the money is actually not the thing. It's everything else. I'm like, there we go. Hmm. And then that, that's the quick in the mindset. And they earn more money now, funny enough, than they did when they did the traditional way. And I'm not saying it's the wrong way to do it by any shape or form. It's not everyone's cup of tea. But there are some people that want to change and they're willing to change. And that's the thing. Like you said, it's, you have to want to as a person. It's like giving up smoking. Everyone can tell you to do something. But unless you don't want to mentally and really inside, it won't happen. Mm. So people that you know, want to be a nomad or want to have this experience, they've got to ask themselves, not anyone else. Sit down and actually ask yourself, do you really want to do this? Great. You know the sacrifices. I'm not asking you to go kill someone, but there are sacrifices you need to do. Sometimes you need to take a step back financially. Sometimes you need to be working 13 hours a day for four months. But look at your why. Look at your final outcome, what you want to achieve. And the road to get to the outcome is, becomes very short and very light. Don't think about the little processes because it's like, if I had to say to you, when you go to gym, you want to lose weight. Okay. You need to get up in the morning, pack your gym bag, do your smoothie, get your car keys. And you have to go through all those little processes until you pick up that first dumbbell. You're already tired, but mm. you're not thinking about that process. 
You're just thinking about, Jim, I want to get big or I want to cut weight or I want to get lean. You're thinking about the outcome the whole time. And that's why the best analogy I can give to people is use the gym one because you have to do a lot in order to get from your house to sitting on that bench or sitting on that bike. And if you had to think about the process, oh, you wouldn't do it. But you think about oh, what I'm going to look like when I go to a pizza or I go to a Bali in my bikini or whatever the case may be, that's what I say, focus on the outcome. And the, the best thing is you know, there's a lot of things we can do, and I'm happy to share books with you at a later point and programs and Google it. But Tony Robbins is like one of my highlights of my life just because how he his philosophy on life and he just wants to help people. I know a lot of people maybe don't like him, fine. But yeah, just there's I'm not your guru is one on that he does on Netflix and the secret on Netflix are two things to watch. Okay. One is about manifestation and Tony, you'll see how he how he does things and how he breaks people down. And you'll understand that, like you said, mindset. It's so powerful. If you can get that right, you can achieve anything. Hmm. And so so you are doing also like you're not doing only the Uh, like the real estate thing you're doing also you're coaching people and you're teaching them how to get a better life and, and that kind of stu uh, stuff and you're juggling a few things as well at the um, same time right yeah so i'm not not as i do that how can i i don't do that because i'm as a job mm -hmm. i do that more when i meet people so if i meet people and i'm having chats with them i share my secrets much like we've had discussions on many occasions Yeah, yeah. I share all my secrets. And, I, and you can probably say, yes, I'm coaching and training people, but I look at that more as well, how can I help this individual? And it's if you look at it as training or as coaching, I, yes, I do that. But I don't do it as a job. I do it as a, as a, um, a hobby. As a, like a hobby, if you want to call it. I just love helping people. And you always have conversations with people. You ask the right questions, you get the answer. And then you just say, well, have you tried this? Have you tried this? And they usually come back to you a month or two down the line and go, oh, wow. I read that book. Oh, wow. I looked at this. Oh, wow. I tried this. Do you have anything else for me? And then you can kind of drip feed more of the intense stuff and go, okay, read this book, have this schedule, do this. So yes and no is the answer. Um, that makes sense. And th that also like, uh, I mean, it, it, it comes back. It's like, it's amazing how, how when you act in this specific way, when you are trying to help people and just get something out and just give in some, something like, There is like there is reward, you know, like it, it happens automatically. You just give, and then all of a sudden you are receiving much more. It's like it's uh, karma is like uh, it's 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 amazing how 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 it's happening, especially when you are giving things out like like you are doing. Actually, it's very very inspiring. Yeah, the universe is a lovely thing, like you said. If what you give out once comes back tenfold, and just think about it. if you help one person in life. And I can promise you as an individual, when that person comes back to you and gives you their story, there's no money in the world that'll make you feel as good as that feels. For me personally, that is. Because that, that gives me a shiver up my spine, my heart melts. I'm like, awesome. And a lot of people say, what can I give you? I'm like, I don't want anything. Your happiness is, is means millions to me. Hmm. And hey, the universe gives back. And that's why where I am and where, where I am at the moment. And that's why I meet lovely people like yourself and others in Bali when I travel the world. and It opens different doors, and if it helps them, fantastic. If it helps anyone else on your podcast, amazing. Mm. The whole point: give, give to people, man. Life's too short. Nice. Life is definitely too short to be living in an office and uh, working from nine to five, and not understanding yep. that there is much more to it. But the good thing is, like, better late than never, right? Cool.
Okay. You can be 50 and do this, Rahim. You can be 20 and do this, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You can do it at any time and it'll, it'll, it'll happen. If you believe in it, it'll happen. Uh, how much time did it take you to, to, to convert from, uh, from being uh, a normal office guy to, to a digital nomad? Um, well, at the moment, I'm about six years in. Yeah, I've done no, a lot. Yeah, no, when you converted, like, like when you converted, you say you took the decision and then like how much work and effort did you became like mobile like that? Oh, wow. I would say um, because I had to change the business model, that was the longest part. So I had to change from a traditional route to a very unorthodox route that has only been going now for about four years. Hmm. So when I did it, there was they, I started with a business that went global and I was one of their founders, like the first people that joined them. So I watched them launch in the UK and then within two years float and open in America, France, Europe, and Australia. Um, but I would say a, it'll take a year, um, hmm. but you need to put some work into it. You need, it's like I sacrificed for a year, seven days a week where you don't have to, but I wanted to catapult quickly. So for seven, for, Basically, a year, I worked from 8 in the morning to about 10 at night. So I worked on myself because I needed to change and believe and do a lot for myself personally before I can do anything for anyone else. And then I had to change the business. Once those, once you work on yourself and everything kind of fell into place, the business then fell into place. I was where I needed to be in a certain mindset. So I would say about a year, but you won't, you know, you're not going to after a year go, oh, now I'm going to earn millions and I can go travel the world. You're setting the, um, the 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 grounds and all the boundary or the what's the word I'm looking for the foundation. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, and, and the foundation. Uh, is about here. And uh, and by, by saying that you're working on yourself, does that mean like reading books, uh, grow uh, of growth and self help and that kind of stuff? Is that what you mean? Yeah, like it's reading books because obviously the more books you read, the more things you 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 watch. You then start believing more and it goes back to your comment earlier. Then you start changing your mindset because there'll be times and there'll be plenty of times where you're going to start looking at yourself and going, am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. The more you have help from other, you have a mentor that can actually help you get to those stages, you'll catapult a lot quicker. But obviously a mentor is a financial obligation. So if you don't have a mentor, you've got the lovely thing called the internet where you've got anything at your fingertips. Once you've got those that information and those self-help guides and in inverted commas, you then have to structure a daily structure for yourself to give yourself that information and um, structure. So you know, if you're only going to work on yourself for half an hour a day or half an hour on your business a day, it'll take you a lot longer. Mm. If you're going to commit hours every single day. So for me, I still had to work my normal job because you can't just walk away from your normal job and then go not. I'm going to do this. I wouldn't suggest doing that. I would suggest slowly integration because you don't want to walk away from your job and then go, oh, Sherbet, I've got no money. I don't <laughs> know what's going on. Sherbet, <laughs> and he's crashing. So you kind of want to slowly integrate yourself. So once again, you're still working in the nine to five. So, you know, instead of going out for that beer in the evening with your friends and those dinners and every Saturday going out to a barbecue, you just sacrifice. And people look at me going, wow, you sacrificed a year. I sacrificed 12 months, 365 days for the rest of my life. To get life. Personally, I think yeah. That's a bargain. Man. Uh, that's not, yeah, I mean, that's like, uh, that's the holy grail there. Great. And 
would you have any any uh, tips for people who are aspiring to become digital nomads? Would you have anything to tell them, a recommendation or uh, or, or a tip or something? Um, yeah, the recommendation of like what I just said, if you are, no, not if you are, if you want to do this, which I'm assuming you will want to do it, is keep doing what you're doing now. You've got that financial, because what you don't want is a financial burden on your back or your neck, because that'll disregard anything you're trying to achieve. Have counting what you're doing and then slowly look at what you need to do. Slowly change the mindset. As you said earlier, take that first step. Your first step is making the decision. Absolutely, I was about to swear, bugger this. I don't want to work for Joe Soap and make him wealthy and, and not have a holiday. I want to be my own boss. I want to spend with my kids and travel. Fantastic. Get a book. Read that book. Read it again. Read a, it, there are some magnificent podcasts out there from some wonderful, very intellectual people. Listen to a podcast on the way to work. You'll be surprised. You listen to a motivational podcast of what we're talking about. When you get to work, you'll be buzzing. And mm. people around you will gravitate towards you. So if you're in sales, you'll probably do more business. If you're in an office, people want to deal with you. It's, and you'll, it'll, you'll start noticing things in your office and you'll be like, oh, wow. And then you'll, that time when you work on yourself will be more. You'll have more books, more podcasts. You might go to more seminars. And you'll get to a point where you, you feel comfortable to go, there we go, nine to five, I'm out of here. What I'm trying to get is walk before you can run. Yeah. Take the next steps. Don't think, hey, I'm going to do this and just walk. It doesn't happen overnight. Like I said, there's a lot you need to change. There's going to be a lot of things around you that are going to try and pull you off your, your, your path because that's just how the, the universe we live in. So marginal steps, like marginal gains. And then when you feel comfortable and you know, you will know when it's time. And I know it sounds cheesy. When it's time, you will know. Something inside you and inside your heart, inside your head will go, it's time. And then you make that decision. Don't jump, like go gradually. And then you will be successful 100%. If you want it, it'll happen. Okay, that's a, that's a nice piece of advice. And what, what's, the, what's the thing you dislike the most about being a digital nomad? I mean, in your, in your opinion, what's, what's the disadvantage? The disadvantage is, wolf. Um, that's a good question. Um, personally, for me now, when you're living in a beautiful place of Bali, is you have you have to not find time to work as you know you can wake up in the morning you can go surf then you can come home you can go eat you can go sleep the problem with being a nomad is you have to have a lot of self-control and a lot of discipline that's mm -hmm. the hardest part is that discipline to be i'm gonna schedule my day and that's why i say scheduling days are so important every day even when you self-employed you need to stick to a schedule sounds very cheesy but when you're living in a lovely island, it's very easy to not work. And I've, I had that. I didn't work for almost three weeks. And I got to a point where I'm like, oh, my goodness, I actually, and I had to sit down for almost four days straight to catch up and get things going. But get, like, put time slots every day and be um, religious on it. I know between 11 and 2, every single day, I'm going to work. Mm. And if you have to, what I do, I put my phone on silent. I turn it upside down. I turn my emails off so I get no incoming emails. And I focus for four hours. What I get done in four hours, most people get done in 12. Because I don't have people talking to me. I don't have the phone ringing. I don't have emails pinging. I don't have WhatsApps going. And then when you've done your four hours, the world's not going to end. You know what I mean? It's still going to be there. Turn your phone on. Turn your emails on. And then you can carry on. That is the hardest part is to 
make sure you still work because yeah, you know, and you're living in a beautiful place, um, you can get distracted quite easy. But discipline is the hardest thing. One of, I would say the hardest by, by any shape or form. I, I completely agree. And I've been I've been following a schedule for the last uh since I came here. Uh, no, actually since I started into the, the digital nomad thing, that's like a, my calendar is like basically like something I look at every single hour or two hours just to make sure that I'm following the schedule. And it's difficult. It's difficult, but uh but yeah, as you said, determination is uh, definitely key. Yep. Find your why, Rahim. Like I said, find your why and find your outcome. So when you're going off that path, get it. One thing I would say to people is get a vision board. Mm-hmm. I know people t- talk about this a lot, but oh man, I can't tell you how much that's helped me. Get a vision board and put it right in front of your laptop. So as soon as you start feeling yourself waving off what you're supposed to be doing, look at your outcome and your why. It'll bring you straight back to where you are and you get that focus back. You always need that visual in front of you. And you that it will help you bring yourself back to where you need to be. How did it feel the first time uh, you got like money online? I mean, did you believe that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get it from day one? Or it was like, yeah, I'm gonna see it's gonna happen and then when, when you just like received the first time, like you got money from working digitally, was that like an epiphany for you? How did it feel? Um, I, I always knew it was going to happen, funny enough. My, my, everyone around me said I was absolutely mad. Mm-hmm. They're like, you are take, you're going down a path that ne- no one's ever gone down. But how can I say it? What I did and what I was doing, I knew my business. Now I knew my industry very well. So I kind of, I did a lot of homework prior speaking to clients. Um, and saying, if I had to do this, what are your opinions? No, what do you want out of your agent? No, what do you want as a person? So give me an example. Once again, like I've been traveling for almost a year. I've been doing transactions with clients all around the world. And I speak to them. And they, all of them know me very well now because I've been doing it for five years with them. They all laugh. And they're like, Sean, remember that conversation we had five years ago when you were, I can't remember where I was. I think I was in Sri Lanka. Hmm. And a lot of them I was doing business with at that point where I initially drop the bombshell and they were all a bit scared but i said to him one thing i'll never do is i'll never drop from the service and i said how can you do that from another country and i explained um so depending what industry you're in i suppose in the relationship you got with the clients but it's all about knowing your business model and how to leverage your business and what i mean by leverage is getting people to do certain things Yes, you might have to pay them, but then it gives you time to focus on other things, which gives you a greater income and it allows you to live a different life. So with me, I've got a system in place in the UK where I don't need any agents. I've got somewhere where I can store my keys. I've got somewhere that does my, my appointments and my whole CRM backend system is all online. It's been online for almost seven years. That's how the industry went. So I just capitalized on where it was going, jumped five years ahead and did it. So... It's just, you know, the clients don't really care. Mine don't. As long as you do the business and they can get hold of you. You know, what's the difference if I'm sitting in London or I'm sitting in Bali, my phone rings, I pick it up. Sean, i got a problem. What's the problem? Okay, fine. Give me half an hour. Phone my contractor. He then goes and gets clicked, does the job. I invoice my, my clients. And they're like, oh, got done in 24 hours. Wow. In Bali. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> you can't, they can't really come back to you and go, oh, I don't want to deal with you. Why not? Be in another country. But is it, have, you, have you had a problem today? You've actually, you know, to be honest, it's been better because I'm a lot more reactive because I'm in another country, because I don't want to lose that client. 
So you actually give better service in a roundabout way because you are not in the country that we are doing the business. But in today's world, Rahim, especially after COVID, everything's going remote. Everyone is now working with a lot of a big percentage of people are working from home. So it is becoming the norm. So if you get a VPN that says you're in London, but you're, dealing, you know, you're in Bali, your client, what, most clients don't care. Well, for me, and like, I don't know every industry, so I can't comment on everything, but for me personally. And I know people that are working here that are in marketing, CEOs of marketing. And I know people here that are, are, are solicitors. You know what I mean? And they're doing transactions in all facets of the world because it's remote. We've got the internet, we've got laptops, we've got WhatsApp. It's, you can do it now more than ever. That's, that's the reality of it. We've got the um, tools. That's true. Speaking of tools, do you have any, any apps, websites, programs that you are using as a digital nomad? Not necessarily for your business, but your day-to-day -day life. Like, uh, is there anything you would like to share, something that you use that helps you? Um, Trello. Trello is like a business management system where, how can I explain it? You can have five, six, seven, you can have a whole team on Trello where you can assign certain tasks and projects to people. And it's all online. They all got their own task slip. And that reminds you. So give example, Rahim. Rahim, you're supposed to upload a podcast on my website at two o'clock. I'll schedule that on Trello. You get an email and a pop-up reminder on your phone. And then it will keep me up to the loop. It'll tell me in half an hour, he still hasn't done it. When it hasn't done it, or ping me a text saying you haven't done it. I can then go into Trello or phone you or WhatsApp you. Mm. It's a very good management tool that's remote. It's called Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O, -L -L -O, which okay. a lot of my investors and people around the world use, to be fair, just from a management perspective, because it's all on one platform. You can load documents onto it, emails onto it, everything. So instead of having five, an email folder, OneDrive folder, um, a CRM system to, to a certain degree, you can always put that on one system. But I've got a, a CRM system for my clients that's separate, but all my properties are managed and do transactions with and all my staff and everything, my contractors and my keys are all on Trello. So mm -hmm. I can go on at any given time and look, okay, what are the tasks for certain people? Where are they sitting? Oh, I've got to do this. I set the task up. I then do the task, update Trello, then pings to my contractor, then pings my other staff member. And it's all on one application. Very good. Mm. Business uh, WhatsApp is WhatsApp. You can get the business version, and I do pretty much everything on WhatsApp because us on one platform. I do voice notes, I do texts, I upload documents, contractual agreements. So if anything happens, I go to media, everything is there. If there's a conversation that's been had, I can track it by my voice note. Mm. And we live in that world that people are more acceptable to. Seven, five years ago, you try and tell a client that, they'll be like, you're mad. Now I phone my clients on WhatsApp. I did that when I was in London. So Trello, WhatsApp are the two easiest virtual assistants you can do. So if you've got a business where you need assistance, you can get a virtual assistant for next to nothing that can schedule your calls and update your calls. You can do MailChimp. That's an automated um, emailing system. You can go even on Facebook. That's got, like, there's a system that I can't get right now that can actually automate everything from emails to text messages like you're in the office. So if an email comes in, it does an algorithm on the words and it shoots out the reply. Then it will send a text to the client. Wow. And then an email will come back. And then you can say, actually, the first email goes out or text goes out by the software. Then your virtual PA picks it up and writes the email for you. You don't do 
anything right until the end point where the transaction is supposed to happen. Your PA then can contact you via Trello. So if you don't want to contact anyone, load onto Trello, you get a, a ping. Okay, I've got a deal for 22 Lacacia Avenue or it's for a website development or it's for a legal agreement. Great, it's been drafted up by my solicitor that I've leveraged the business to. Yep, 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 no problem. Goes to you, write an email to your virtual assistant. No problem, send it out. You've spent five minutes on a deal from start to finish. Now, if that deal costs you $100 or 100 pounds, you've just given you an example, have paid out 60 pounds or $60. You've made $40, 40 pounds of passive income for doing five minutes. So what is your time worth is always the question. My time is 125 pounds. That's what I charge per, per minute in a roundabout spectrum of it. So I go, I've leveraged so, so much of my business. I've got so many people involved that it allows me to be in, in Bali and travel because I don't have to be in my laptop 24-7. There's certain times where I've scheduled with certain people on a Wednesday, a Friday, and a Sunday that I'm, I'm available. If it's an emergency, you contact me by WhatsApp and I'll make myself available. But I've got a really good team and it's taken seven years to get, but I've got a virtual assistant. I've got automated emails, text messages. I've got a social media person that's my social media. So I've got posts going out where people go, I thought you were in, sitting on the beach in Bali. I'm like, yeah, I am. Oh, we just saw two posts go out. Oh yeah, that was someone else. But people on the other side don't know that. So we live in that world where it's so virtually you can create something that is actually not even there. Hmm. Like you, can be, you can be sitting on a boat in the middle of the Mediterranean and people think you're in front of a desk because yeah. you've got all these little things set up. So and like I said, if, if you look hard enough and you go to another, enough seminars and read enough books and podcasts, you, all these things I'm telling you about is I've learned of that. Certain people are like, ah, oh, I haven't heard this person listen to a podcast. Now we'll give you a, we call it a golden nugget. And you're going, oh, wow like an automatic email or a virtual assistant, you start thinking about it going, it's only going to cost me a month, a hundred pounds. If I get a, an assistant in London, it's going to cost me 1200 pounds. So then you already made X amount of profit by leveraging that part of the business, which gives you an admin person gives me X amount of hours per week. I times that by 30, 28 days or how many days on the month. How much time has that given me? Wow. X amount of hours. So what I'm going to do with those 20, 30, 17 hours, I'm now going to focus on another part of the business or another investment or how can I make my business even more smoother? And then it always, you always have to pay something, but do you remember that when you leverage a business or a part of your business and it works, you make 10 to 20 to 15 times more money because someone's doing something that allows you to focus on the business. So you start working on the business, not in the business. And that is where the money starts. We step out of it and you just look from the outside and everyone else is doing everything for you. But that's a mindset that takes quite a while to get around. A lot of people struggle. It's like, oh, I'm paying money out. It's less profit for me. But yes, look over a, a whole month. If you can do two transactions by yourself or two, whatever that everyone is doing, and you can make more time, you can do 15 deals or deal with 15 clients because you've got more time. So then you times your revenue by 15 to what you're paying out, you're earning a lot more than what you were before. Plus you've got your time back. So you can travel, you can spend time with your kids, your wife, your family. You can do what you want to do. 
And then when you're happy, guess what happens when you're happy? Everything starts happening around you. you know, it's where focus goes, energy goes, focus goes, or however the saying goes. I think it's where, any, where focus goes, energy flows, I think. Yeah. I but think. it's all about positive energy, focus, mindset. There's a lot of stuff you can read, but podcasts. But first step, like you said, take that first initial step, read, do what you need to do. And then when you know, you will know, take the leap, go, um, ladies and gentlemen. I can assure you there's, I spoke to hundreds, if not thousands of people, especially in seminars where they tell me stories and I look at them with big eyes, my jaw wide open going, no ways, you are lying. And they pull out their bank account. I'm like, holy shit. Sorry, excuse my language. Holy moly. <laughs> How did you do that? And they're like, I was like, you, Sean. No, I had a, this, 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 now I decided to do this and that opened up this door and now I've done this and this and this and now... Now I'm a multimillionaire sitting here and I don't do anything. I've got five businesses. Never thought. Mm -hmm. I knew a guy, sorry, Tim, I'm going to go down this road, that was a Tony, he came on the, one of the Tony Robbins business master, uh, mastery um, seminars. He was broke, poor, or broke, and he was actually a homeless man. Mm -hmm. No money. And a penny to his name, he lost his family, his kids. He basically picked up one of his books one day one of his, he started working on his in his seminars for Tony Robbins and slowly worked his way up. He then, after I can't remember, I think it was maybe eight years, became a millionaire. Wow. And just, I think it was for scrap metal or something. He then lost it and then became a millionaire again five years later. Wow. And I'm giving you a very short version of a, like a two hour seminar he held. And you sit there going, Wow. And he showed me photos of his life. He's showing photos. He's living in a box. And you're like, if he can do it, why can't I do it? Someone that had not a penny to his name. He had no love, no money. He was alone. He had nothing to go from rags to riches, as the saying goes. And it goes down right back to what we said earlier. Believe in what you want. Have the mindset to believe in what you want have the blueprint to success. And there are so many people around the world, once again, podcasts and books that will give you the blueprint in your industry. Here we go. I've spent 15 years doing this. Follow these things and you'll be successful. But we are humans. Now we believe we're better. Oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it this way. Follow the blueprint and you'll be surprised at what you achieve at the end. And that's why I say now is the easiest time more than ever, especially after what we've had with the, COVID pandemic and how businesses are going and how people's mindsets are changing. Go for it, ladies and gentlemen. Trust me. Take the plunge. Follow the blueprint. That's 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 really that's really amazing. No, yeah, I mean, this is this has been an amazing, amazing session. I really I, I've learned a lot from you actually during that session. I've I've been like taking notes uh, and uh, reading. <laughs> I'm, I, luckily, I'm, I'm recording it, so I'm gonna listen to it again and, and learn lots of stuff. <laughs> but but really, thank you very much for uh, for sharing all these things. Like the stories are uh, are amazing, and uh, and actually, you've covered all of the questions that I wanted to ask you. Uh, but I would love to have another uh, another session at what point, like we do another interview with getting more into details about one of the topics that you spoke about. That would be like really, really nice. And uh, no, it, whenever you let me know and we can sit down and do another podcast. If any of your your guests or people that follow you want anything, like pop a, a message, try him. If you want to know of a book or a good podcast, just pop him a question. I'll be glad to help. You know what I mean? Guys, I'm here to help. And that's why we're doing this podcast now. 
I'll do some research and send them some links. And hey, if we can help another person, I'm a happy man. It puts me further in the good books. Thank you, Sean, very much for your time. It's been a pleasure. And uh, I really learned a lot. And I hope that, uh, that the guys would uh, learn a lot because it's very, very inspiring and lots of, uh, lots of very, very interesting story. Um, and uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for taking the time to listen to our podcast. I hope you find it useful. And uh, I, will, uh, uh, I will see you guys again on another episode in another week of how to become a digital nomad. And I am your host, Rahim, and we had with us today, uh, Sean. Thank you, Sean, and see you next time.